Hello. Good afternoon to you. My name's Rob. Um, and I'm here again doing a podcast for whatever reason. Um, I want to kick off by apologising. It's Tuesday, 20 to 1 in the afternoon. And at this stage, the podcast is normally already out. Um, so my apologies for that. Um, to be honest with you, I have, I don't know what day it is anymore. So if you've been wondering how I've been getting on with my time off, uh, since the last update, um, I'm at that stage now where I don't know what day it is. Um, I, my sleep pattern now, I'm a little annoyed. I don't know if you could hear that, but that was someone on a scrambler bike, very kindly uh, riding past the house. Um, I I I get a little bit annoyed about people complaining about their sleep pattern because I think everyone has a bit of a fucked up sleeping pattern. Excuse my language, but you know, I guess we're off work now, so all bets are off. I'm swearing all over the place. Um, you know, everyone's sleep pattern isn't perfect, except for, you know, the occasional um, incredibly annoying person who's well on top of their lives. And, I, you know, I'm always a little bitter about that, even if they're a nice person. I kind of just, yeah, keep that to yourself is what I mean. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, it, it's the typical, it's the typical uni-goers tweet. My sleep pattern's broken. Hey! everyone's broken but um anyway to be a complete and utter hypocrite my sleep pattern's broken um i've currently been indulging in the um probably well it's at the very least antisocial um the antisocial habit of going to sleep at 3 a.m and waking up at 11 a.m um so as i said before it's about 20 to 1 uh, I live with my mother, as mentioned previously. I don't even know where she is. She's kind of gotten up, had breakfast, done whatever, and gone out for the day. And I'm sort of, I've just eaten three handfuls of crisps, and I've tried to make a, um, what's called, well, I've tried to make a mocha, and I failed. Um, the chocolate I used was was essentially what, it kind of looked like chocolate-coated raisins, and... Um, you're supposed to sort of just melt them in hot water, hot water, hot milk. Um, done that, and it looks terrible, and it tastes pretty terrible as well. I think I think sometimes companies insert the word luxury in front of things because they sort of got it wrong, and it tastes a little off. It doesn't taste like what they expected it to be, so they're kind of just like, ah, call it exotic, call it luxury. No one will ever know. Hey, I know. It's terrible. I mean, I'll describe the state of my mug now to you. There are um, the sort of so the 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 little um, chocolate coated raisin nuggets that you put in there. They've sort of melted, but not properly. And uh, even though I microwaved it because it, they weren't melting properly, um, which maybe there's where I've gone wrong. But hey, I put it in hot milk and it didn't melt. So your instructions are wrong. Um, don't make me resort to the microwave. 
so anyway, that's happened. But the remnants of the little um, chocolate-covered raisins, um, which they aren't, but I've forgotten what they're actually called, nodules. We'll call them nodules. Um, they have risen to the top, and they look like frog spawn. Um, and there's also, as 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 there often is, a really pleasant film of something that's kind of just settled on the top quite nicely. And uh, beneath it is some fairly benign milk. Um, I, I threw in a um, teaspoon of Kenko to try and make it a mocha. The Kenko's disappeared, probably microwaved out into oblivion or whatever. Um, so yeah, all around, dreadful coffee, dreadful tea, um, milk, hot chocolate, whatever, one of them. I've had a shocker there for the past five seconds. Um, and yeah, and I've lost track of time. Um, but outside of that, I'm, I'm having a lovely time uh, not being, not working. I think I probably needed it. I think the fact that I'm going to sleep at three, but still getting like eight or nine hours sleep is probably something. Like I think my body's sort of saying, you need this sleep. You've sort of done a full year of not sleeping, so you could probably do with having a rest. So, yeah. Um, but uh, I'll do a quick bibbidi-bobbidi, because I'm going to have to try and get rid of this, uh, this mocker, this fake mocker. By the way, what's odd is the frog spawn has sort of split. So one side you've got frog spawn, the other side you've got frog spawn, and in the middle you've got sort of this vastness of benign milk covered by a film of sort of grossness. Um, and it's sort of all I can think of is Moses parting the, uh, the the Red Sea, is it? Or is it the Red Sea? Don't know, wasn't there. Um, but yeah. Uh, so that's my mug, and I'm going to have to try and drink it. So wish me luck. Bibbidi-bobbidi, and I'll see you shortly. Hello. Um, so uh, I downed it all, the mocha. Dreadful. Feel sick. Um, and another kind of uh, gross thing that's been happening in my life is that over the weekend, so it's a Tuesday now. Um, so yeah, the weekend just gone. I didn't shower for 48 hours. Um, that was on Sunday morning. So my last shower was like Friday morning and then I hadn't, didn't shower until Sunday morning. And I don't even think I showered until, I showered Monday afternoon, no, Sunday afternoon. So it was probably 50 odd hours, which is a, I'm slightly proud of that. Um, and uh, what was funny was on that Sunday, what I hadn't, I don't know if you guys ever have this, but I hadn't seen my mum in probably days. And I'm not quite sure how that happened. So we would have been in the same house, but I hadn't seen her. I hadn't, you know, interacted with her, which is, I feel like 
that's a bad, you know, that's that's really bad on my part. I feel very guilty about that. Actually, thinking about it, I mean, we've sort of got another one of those today. She's gone out. I don't didn't even see her this morning. It's I've woken up and she might have disappeared overnight. There's no way of me knowing. Um, but anyway, I'd gotten down on the Sunday morning. Hadn't seen her for what felt like days, probably since Friday. And um, just because I was out doing stuff, not proper stuff, but stuff. Um, and so was she. And we were doing it at different times. But um, I don't need to explain myself. Uh, but I came downstairs on Sunday morning and uh, she'd asked if I'd cooked something uh, interesting last night because it um, sort of smelled a bit, smelled a bit funky. And I think in, in truth, I, I, well, no, I lied. I'd said, yes, I, I did cook something interesting. Um, knowing full well that it was actually just a um i'd eaten a full share bag of crisps um with a homemade garlic dip um and obviously the garlic had sort of stuck to me um and sort of retained itself in my breath and on my hands and all over you just around the kitchen as well and it's you know it's so pungent um, and not only that, uh, I, the raw garlic, because I, I kind of got a piece of garlic, minced it and put it in this, this dip thing that I created. I, I say I created it as if I, you know, discovered fire, you know, it's garlic dip. We've all had it. Um, but the raw, the raw garlic, there is something about it that makes me gaseous. I won't delve much further than that, but it does make me gaseous, a bit bloated. And so Saturday night, Sunday morning, um, so in reality it was 3 a.m. Sunday morning to 11 a.m. Sunday morning, I had been essentially releasing the gases um, in my bed, <laughs> all over myself, um, and they were not great. And then, of course, I had I had a forty-eight hour um, body odor musk as well that had kind of I find that my own my own um, my own body odor is quite sort of beefy. It's quite meaty, but it's sort of like an MSG sort of meat, so kind of like a pot noodle bag of McCoys sort of meat flavor. Gross, basically. So, um, in reality, um, the, what she'd smelled, what she thought I'd cooked, you know, she must've assumed I'd cooked, you know, a steak and some sort of garlicky, uh, you know, basted thing with a sauce when in reality it was, you know, I hadn't showered for two days and I'd been farting all over myself all night. And I didn't have the heart to tell her that I hadn't showered because I think she'd probably at that point stage an intervention. Um, when in reality, I'm I'm fine. I'm just addicted to The Witcher. Um, 
and I just need to play it until completion. <laughs> that, that's sort of how it works. I just need to play it until completion, and then I will return to society. And um, and that's that's kind of it. It doesn't. I don't need to be diverted from my course right now. I'm just enjoying it. Um, but I do think I should go outside a little bit more. I went for a run on that Sunday. Um, so after she'd sort of said, oh, that's interesting, and I knew that it was actually me that stunk, I was kind of thinking, I need to get outside, and then also I do need to have a shower as well because we went out for a family meal, and, you know, it's one thing, one thing kind of being disgusting in front of your parents, and then it's another thing, um, you know, being disgusting in front of your wider family. Um, I mean, I say that, I've done it before, but obviously you need to sort of, it's Christmas. Make that be their Christmas gift that you give a sort of at least enough of a shit to clean yourself up. Excuse my language. Um, so I went for a run. It was terrible graft. Obviously, because it was like a Sunday afternoon, there was a lot of like sort of families and you know, quite esteemed couples, um, you know, going for lovely walks and kind of the windy coast. And I, you know, I quite liked seeing them, but I obviously still hadn't showered at this point and I hadn't ran for, you know, outside anyway. I hadn't ran outside for a long time and I was looking very, very worse for wear. And I think I probably, at least for the, for the short period that I was running around and past them, um, you know, I'd like to think that I slightly ruined their day, which is nice, um, you know, on one hand. Um, got home, had a shower, and I felt like a new man. Um, I think I I think I did mention as well, I'd, I think part of it is that I, you know, I have returned to the Phil Mitchell line of, um, you know, blokes. Because to be fair, I think it's kind of, you know, there's there's a few sort of things. You've got boys, men, gents, chaps, and then blokes. There's probably some other subcultures in there, but I think as it stands, I'm probably in the bloke uh, category. I do, I do find it quite funny when, um, I think I remember one time, what's, what's quite nice is when I am going for my runs, and, I, and this sounds very virtue signally, I don't go for that many runs. I'm not the most runniest man you've ever known, um, but sometimes I do. What I like to see is when I'm running past like a family, I like to see what the parents say to the kids to kind of usher them aside to let me pass. Because um, I always feel, I always quite enjoy when they're like, come on, move, you know, let, let, let the man pass. Yeah, let the man pass. Let the 25-year-old handsome man passed. Um, and then, and I, you know, and I love that and I feel great for the rest of the day. And then occasionally you'll get the, well, let the boy, let the boy past. Move, move aside for the boy. Hey, I ain't no boy. Check these legs out. They're thick and powerful. Um, but I even, but to be fair, it swings and roundabouts because I do quite like the idea of being, you know, still retaining enough youth to be considered a boy. I think probably it's all dependent on my facial furniture because when, 
when it grows out, when I grow my beard, um, I you may or may not know, but certainly in the current context of my hair, you 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 might not know who he is, but I look like Timu Pookie. Um, but because I've shaved my beard off, I look less like Timu Pookie and probably a bit more like uh, Daniel Pedence's older brother, I think, is probably where I'm at right now, um, which I'm quite happy with um, because I, I was a bit... You know, Timu Pookie was scoring goals when I first looked like him, but now now I don't think he's the look that I should be uh, you know, looking to um, sort of achieve. But yeah, I. Ha- but anyway, my whole point there was that occasionally, I think once or twice, I've been called a bloke by a woman. Um, I think it's a woman. I don't even. It doesn't matter if it was a woman. It could have been, a, you know, a fox. But um, I was called a bloke, and I was almost offended because I was like, "I'm not a bloke." Because I. I think if I Google what a bloke is, I'm fairly sure a bloke is just like a, a uh, isn't it like what they don't even put clothes on them. Don't aren't they? Um, aren't they? Uh, aren't they like modeling statues? Do you know do, if anyone ever watched Art Attack? I feel like Neil Buchanan. You, the Art Attack Man. I think he's dead, isn't he? God rest his soul. <laughs> it's not funny. Um, but I'm pretty sure when he was modelling things, I'm pretty sure he called them blokes. I'm pretty sure he had these little things. Maybe he just called them blokes because they were little men and he's a big legend. Um, I don't know. I'm massively off um, off topic. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it does. It it just means man. There you go. Um, I thought I I built up a my own little uh, meaning in my head there to get annoyed about because I thought it actually meant the little modelling statues and that if you call the bloke in reality, what you're being called is you're kind of like it'd be the it'd be the same as calling a girl a doll. Hey, doll, gross. Um, and also check out that bloke. Hey, there's more to me than being, you know, a statue. Yeah, I look like Adonis, but you know, God, what was I talking about? Um, so yeah, but anyway, I guess my point is, is now that I've got not a lot of hair, I'm probably a little bit more on the, on the bloke scale than the, than the, um, well, I'm more bloke and man rather than boy and uh, lad. Yeah, less of a lad and a boy, more of a man and a bloke. So I suppose, you know, that's fine. That's There's something to take from there. Um, uh, and I think that's probably it for now. I'll do a quick bibbidi-bobbidi and we'll return with something. I'm conscious it's the 22nd of December. And there probably needs to be some sort of Christmassy thing. So I'll just think about that then, shall I? Hey, guess what? We're going to do a Christmas food tier list. 
Um, this is my second time recording this because the last time I did it, I did a huge burp and I'm, I'm embarrassed. Um, I'm embarrassed. Uh, so uh, it's probably worth noting that the tier gods, the tier creator, um, they have given me um, kind of the constituents of a Christmas dinner as opposed to kind of the wider Christmas snacking stuff. So I'm going to try and add my other bits and pieces in there that I think deserve to be uh, mentioned in the tier lists. So, for example, um, but not limited to, we might say selection boxes, advent calendars, and so on and so forth. Crisps, obviously, because I'm a psychopath. So let's um, begin with the bin list. So, um, bottom tier. It feels harsh, right? Because I will eat them. But Brussels sprouts. And I, do you know, I'm, I'm probably a contrarian at heart. Uh, I like to pretend that I'm different to everyone else. But it might now whether it's the way that they're cooked or something like that i've never eaten a brussels sprout and thought that's um that's really added to my experience um i every year i will have them on my plate and i'll eat them um but i never enjoy them i'm so i eat them because someone's cooked them and i don't want to be rude that's sort of my position on uh brussels sprouts I just think, I mean, it's essentially like mini cabbages, and but I've I've had good cabbage in my time, um, occasionally. I think if if you put enough um, care into cabbage, it can come out nicely. So I'm a bit, I feel a bit guilty about putting the Brussels at the bottom, but to me, they there is something, there is something about them that's just not quite up to par for me. And I just feel like, I, I feel like, that. so I wouldn't bin them, but what I would do is I think we all need to take a big look at ourselves and think, right, let's make an effort around Brussels sprouts this year. Let's really try and elevate them. Let's try and make them good. Hey, dog, shut your mouth outside. Um, so, it actually did after I said that. Um, so Brussels sprouts at the bottom there, they are, this is the bin or change list, uh, sort of phase tier. That's the one tier. So I'm going to either bin or change Brussels sprouts. The reason I wouldn't want to get rid of Brussels sprouts, because I think if you get rid of them, you sort of then lose the traditional nature of the Christmas dinner. It then becomes a bit more of just a roast. I think there are a few elements to a Christmas dinner that make it a Christmas dinner. And I think Brussels sprouts, you kind of almost have to have that as a bit of a, it's almost like a hurdle that you have to get over to then enjoy the rest. So if I have Brussels on my plate, I eat them first and get, get the, have that on my palate and then cleanse my palate with gravy potatoes. But there's more about that later. Um, what else would I bin? So outside of the Christmas dinner, um, sort of 
sphere, what would I get rid of? Um, do you know what? I'm going to say it. Advent calendars. Um, one tiny piece of chocolate a day for Christmas. It's fine for kids, but I'm a 25-year-old bloke now. I need more than that. So, um, yeah, for me, get rid. Uh, what I have been doing instead is I've just been buying an obscene amount of my own chocolate. For example, and these aren't Christmassy, although maybe they are, I um, bought a box of Maltesers truffles and ate them all in a day. That was like an advent calendar in itself. So I think buying an advent calendar and sticking to it, that's the nerd's way of living. The true way to live is buy an advent calendar, eat it all in one day. I'd love that. It feels like you're, you know, breaking the rules badly. Feels like you're really breaking the law there. And I love that. And I, I you know, I encourage it. So I'm not saying bin advent calendars. I'm just saying change our approach to them. Eat them all on day one and look whoever bought it you in the eye, even if it's yourself, look at yourself in the mirror and say, screw you. I ate all of them and I loved it. Um, I've lost my mind. Um, outside of that, I can't really think of anything else I don't like on um, on Christmas that I would completely and utterly bin. Um, no. I think it's a good year, all in all. Oh, blue cheese. Stinking, stinking sock blue cheese. That can get completely in the bin. Um, so there was a night not that long ago, and, and I'm not changing blue cheese here. Well, it's, it's worth saying, right? I've had moldy cheese, moldy cheese. There's a time and a place it's a characterful, characterful flavour. Um... The time and the place is pissed and late at night. You can have your blue cheese with crackers with a few friends in a kitchen. Wonderful time. Great bonding experience. Don't eat blue cheese unless it's in a soup. Um, you know, I, I'm willing to go as far as Stilton. But honestly, I was at someone's house in that context. We were all drunk. We're in the kitchen. We're having a great time. Cheese boards out. It's an excellent cheese board. There's so much, um, there's so many different flavors, some wonderful Manx cheeses, and they are really, really excellent. Um, and anyway, uh, some guy who I didn't even know, some guy approached me and was like, you've got to eat this cheese. And it was like this covered in black wax, cut it open, it was crumbly and blue and green and disgusting. I tried it because I thought, I'm a bloke and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, you know, be seen as weak in front of this man, this mystery man. When in reality, what I should have been is stronger and said, no, you psychopath freak. Um, anyway, ate it, felt sick immediately. It's disgusting. It tastes like what my socks smell like. Bear in mind, I'm a person that goes two days, full two days, 52 hours without showering. And it smells, in fact, smells and tastes what 
my socks smell like after a period of time. That it's not necessary is my point. I think introduce a little bit Stilton. There's some other ones that are pretty mouldy, but they can be a little bit fun. Fine, and they can add a little bit of flavour as well to sauces and stuff. It's quite nice, but some at some point somewhere we all overstepped the line with cheese and i can understand why i love cheese but it needs to be edible uh anyway i've spent a lot of time on the bin list or the change list we're binning horrible blue cheese um horrible sock cheese so low tier. So there's uh, there's five tiers: bin, low, mid, great, god. We're on the low tier now. Low tier. I am adding controversially mashed potato. Now, the reason I'm adding it into low tier is because this is Christmas, and I personally don't think we need mashed potato on Christmas. Um, I think there's enough time throughout the rest of the year to eat mashed potato. Pie and mash, for example, is in my opinion. The best context to have mash, the, the 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 contrast of of a creamy, beautiful mash against the texture of a of a crispy, short crust pastry with a you know a thick kind of beefy, ale-y gravy, wonderful. Um, but I think there's enough potato action on a Christmas dinner plate to for us to go without. Um, for us to go without mash. Um, I think Christmas is a day where you really go all out. So when it comes to potatoes, you you place a lot of time and care into roasties and you place a lot. And if you want to sort of push the boat out a little bit more, you can go, you can go extra. You could make um, a dauphinoise, which is wonderful, or, or a, a pomme dauphin or a dauphin, I think, palm dauphin, uh, which is basically like um, potato donuts, which is amazing. But um, yeah, mash, it can settle for that day. It doesn't need to be there. I love mash. I love mash with all my heart. I just feel like it's unnecessary on Christmas Day. Spend extra time on your roasties. Um one that's not going to please people, I don't think, uh, put stuffing in the low tier. I'm wrong. I'm going to change it. It's going to go in the mid tier, and we're going to move immediately up to the mid tier. Um, <laughs> just a quick last-minute change there. Mid tier, we are going stuffing. I'm not that bothered about stuffing. Um, I, it makes me feel a bit sick. Uh, there was... Uh, there's a story behind this, so this might this podcast might go for an hour. Um, there's a story behind why I don't like stuffing. Back in school, uh, secondary school, I was probably about 15, 16. Um, we used to have Christmas dinner around this time. Well, er, you know, earlier on in December before school shut. And um, and it was a great time. You'd have a lovely time with your mates and you'd wear your stupid little hats and you'd all be you'd all have hair like the Beatles, weirdly. And uh, you'd all be dressed in suits, which is also weird. Um, and we've all regressed since then, really. They were the glory days. Um, so you'd have your Christmas dinner, blah, 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 
probably had mash at that point as well and i loved it um and i do love mash so whatever i don't know what i'm talking about i've lost it so anyway one time um yeah and you'd get kind of like back then you'd get sort of these slabs of um uh what am i talking about stuffing and uh and i loved stuffing for a period of time and uh you get these slabs of stuffing i ate all of mine and i think one friend of mine uh, sort of said do you want a stuffing i'm not really that bothered about it and i was like yeah obviously i took their stuffing ate it all um didn't even probably didn't even think about it was just sort of inhaled it and then uh, i think another friend of mine said ah don't really like my stuffing. Do you want? Do you want mine as well? I ate it all, and um, and then and if you remember a couple, well, many podcasts ago, I mentioned um, the thirty second warning with reference to needing the toilet. Um, wherein, wherever you are, anyone mo- at yeah, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, in thirty seconds, you're going to go to the toilet. You know. Either you're on the toilet or you're not on the toilet, but you'll be going to the toilet in whatever context you're in. I had a 30-second warning for sick um, after these three slabs of um, uh, stuffing. And um, obviously I'd eaten the rest of my full dinner as well. Uh, Went to the bin, which was sort of in the middle of the hall, Probably people would have seen it. Sick in the bin. Um, so a bit of a low point for me there. And ever since, a bit like, you know, teenagers with Strongbow. We all drank too much Strongbow and now no one can drink Strongbow because we've all been violently, violently sick off Strongbow. You know, paralytic off it. So um, stuffing and Strongbow. Yeah, you can you can leave the stuffing. Um, so it goes in the mid tier for me, um, of, uh, over the past couple of years, I've been sort of trying to gradually introduce it back into my Christmas dinner. So it's only taken me 10 years to get over the, uh, the sick incident. Um, uh, mid tier as well, cranberry sauce. I quite like the addition of cranberry sauce to a Christmas dinner. I just think we sometimes go a bit overboard on it. I think you only need a teaspoon and a bit, maybe two teaspoons. You don't need much more. It's just a nice little tangy flavor. Just introduce a couple of different notes to your to your palate. It's nice, but it's not overly necessary and it wouldn't change my life if it didn't if it wasn't on the on on the uh, plate. However, as mentioned with Brussels sprouts, I think cranberry sauce is kind of one of those typical Christmassy um, flavors, so it sort of has to go on there. Um, but because it's a bit shite, for want of a better phrase, it goes in the mid tier. Uh, you know, it's not a showstopper. Um, there's something else that I've just put in the mid tier, and I don't even know what it is. It looks like coleslaw with star anise in it. So I don't even know what that is. I, I don't know what it is. Um, what do I think it is? Don't know, but it's in the mid tier list. Um, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the good, uh, great tier. Um, because I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, 
pigs in blankets. Obviously. Now, some of you might be thinking, and my back is so sore because I'm 25. Um, some of you might be thinking, how aren't pigs and blankets in the God tier? You'll find out later. But pigs and blankets, I don't need to explain. They're just little treats. You could do it any other time of year. And sometimes you do get them. But Christmas, you have to have them. And they are very Christmassy to me. And they're excellent. You've got the saltiness of the bacon and the, and just sort of the general texture of the sausage. It's a marriage made in heaven. Um, then we have got cauliflower cheese. Now, the picture... <laughs> I don't even think the picture is cauliflower cheese, but I'm making it cauliflower cheese. I don't know if everyone else has cauliflower cheese for Christmas. I'm pretty sure they do. If you don't, introduce it. It's excellent. Um, I think it's underrated, actually, cauliflower cheese. I think when you, I think the the, the flavour of cauliflower in the midst of all of the the you know the beautiful tanginess of cheese and kind of the especially when the cheese kind of gets nice and crispy on the top. It's excellent. It's really good, and the, the um, sort of the the cheese sauce, which uh, the name I always forget, but um, that is sort of creamy and nice, and it sort of just really nicely pairs with, in my opinion, the quite funky cauliflower flavour. I love it on my plate. And I also love how it works with gravy. I just, I mean, I'm. It sort of it gives me hints of chips, cheese, and gravy flavor. And as a chips, cheese, and gravy freak, that being probably my favorite food in the world, any sort of chips, cheese, and gravy combination on a plate of food is gonna do just fine for me. Um, we have roast carrots and parsnips. In the great tier, I think they are great because when cooked, um, I, I think if you, what's the word, but you, you make that thing, you, you basically make like a, a, like a, a grate for your um, turkey to sit on. So you'll kind of like, you know, pile up a load of, um, or sort of nicely set a load of um you know, veg underneath your turkey and cook your turkey on it. The juices all flow through the through the uh, veg, and then at the end you've got this kind of wonderfully soft um, but flavoursome uh, carrots and parsnips. They can go in the gravy, or they just sort of go as they are. They're nice anyway. But even without the sort of turkey thing. Um, a very nicely done roast parsnip and carrots and possibly honey glazed, something like that. Just a little bit of love with them goes a long way and they're wonderful. And I think they're they're like a real nice foundation to the to the meal. Again, I think they're very Christmassy. I think you have to have it on your plate. I don't really like sort of the immature I don't like an immature plate of food. So I don't like it when you've got don't take all the good stuff and then don't deal with the hurdles. 
this is my point. I think there are a few hurdles in 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 a Christmas dinner, and it makes the whole thing great. So I think you have to have your Brussels, you have to have your your parsnips, you, you, you basically have to have the veg to sort of unlock the meat. That's my view. I don't think you should be allowed to have potato meat gravy and a and a Yorkshire pudding. I don't think that should be allowed. I think you should have everything or nothing. You'll go without in my house. God bless my children when they're born, if they're born. At this rate, they won't be. Um, I think, you know, possibly society might say it's in everyone's best interest if if, if Rob doesn't have children. And I think I'd probably accept that. Um, in the great tier as well is the turkey. Um there's not really much to be said about the turkey. I, in fact, the only thing I would say is I really like turkey meat, and I think it's something I wish I could have more. I always say it every year. I wish I had it more because I pretty much only have it once a year. But at the same time, I think that's what makes Christmas special. The the fact that you're having a turkey for Christmas rather than a chicken is um, is what makes it special. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like it. It's a little bit more dry than a chicken, but I think you can work on that. You can kind of get underneath the skin and, you know, kind of put a buttery rub in there and put some uh, citrusy zest in the middle of them. Um, There's ways to keep the meat juicy, and I think that's fine. Um, So, yeah, turkey's in the great tier, and I just feel like you can't really argue with that. It's got to be in there. Excuse me, God tier. And there are some big hitters in here. So, gravy, number one in the God tier list. What does that say about gravy? It's meat juice. Pour it all over everything. That is also one of the key constituents of the chips, cheese, and gravy, which is the greatest dish in the world. So, you have your gravy. You have your mac and uh, your cauliflower cheese, and you have your roasties. That gives you all of those chips, cheese, and gravy notes. Wow, it's part of Christmas dinner, and everyone, you know, other nations they pour scorn on the idea of chips, cheese, and gravy. But everyone that has Christmas dinner is essentially eating uh, chips, cheese, and gravy at some point in it. You're going to have a mouthful of chip cheese and gravy. And you're like, God, Christmas dinner's good. Hey, it's because it's chip cheese and gravy with meat. Um, sorry, I'm just passionate about that. Um, yeah, gravy. Excellent. I don't really know what else to say about gravy. Um, just that if you put more and 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 more time into it um, and you know, really put a lot of care and thought into it, so you do, you know, you include the sort of you take the juices from the bottom of your turkey tray. You have the veg in there as well, and and then you you know you work from there up. Oh my god, Christmas gravy for me, and it's probably a mum thing. And you know this is one of her true virtues. She's very good at making a gravy. To be fair to her, um, uh, the Christmas gravy is just a different level. Everyone's always on their A game in the kitchen. To be fair, you know mum. Across the year, she she likes efficient, you know. Let's make the let's make the food and get it out type thing. I just need something quick before 
Strictly's on. That's a classic line out of Mum's mouth. Um, but Christmas Day, she turns it on. It's the big stage, and she really does turn it on. And obviously, in the in the past few years, I've been you know growing um, more interested in cooking myself. So we, as a duo, I think we really complement each other i like to spend time on on bits that she's kind of still not that bothered about but i think the additional care and time and effort does mean something but yeah christmas gravy world class and i won't have a bad word said about it um speaking of gravy yorkshire puddings are in the god tier list because quite frankly they have to be um it's a it's a gravy boat that you can eat. I don't think I need to say anything else. I mean, it's batter. It's it's kind of like a savoury donut in a way. Um, a great Yorkshire pudding. Wow, they are spectacular. Um, when they're light and fluffy on the inside and crispy on the outside. Oh my god. Yeah, I can't wait now. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, again, I don't think I can really add too much. I mean, it sort of adds, if we're referring back to the chip cheese and gravy sort of model that I mentioned before, that, in addition to the chip cheese and gravy mouthful, kind of creates something else. It's almost like chip cheese and gravy and then Yorkshire. Maybe I need to do that. Maybe I need to make a big Yorkshire Fill the Yorkshire with chips, cheese, and then cover it in gravy. I've just done a burp there. Because <laughs> I was probably nearly sick at the sign of that. But, wow. There's a thought. Uh, anyway, I'm going to move on because I'm, before I'm sick. Uh, uh, gammon. Oh, honey roast gammon. Yeah. Yeah, it's just something else. So what's so nice is for me is when when you when you're stacking up your plate, I quite like to have you know you'll have your thin layers of you know beautifully cut turkey breast, and then you'll have thin layers of beautifully cut gammon. Um, and I quite like them as your duo. I like to, I when I have a ma- like my mouthful, I like to have turkey and gammon. I think the the gammon flavour when honey roasted, but even just as it is, is usually just so intense. And the turkey just is meaty as well, but a bit more delicate. And they just work tremendously on top of that foundation of chips and cheese and 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 gravy and Yorkshire and there's a slight bit of cranberry and parsnip and carrot and it's just oh god it's so good and you need to have gammon (laughs) i can't make it clear enough here's an additional reason why because gammon because there's always inevitably going to be leftovers for the next day leftover gammon in a sandwich thank me later do whatever you want with it do whatever you want and it'll work. Yeah. Leftover gammon with just 
oh my god, leftover gammon with cauliflower cheese and gravy and like crushed up roasties in a sandwich. Christ almighty. Thank God he was born. Or, well, yeah, he was born. Jesus Christ was born, I guess. You know, all the other stuff is debatable, we'll say, but he was born, so I suppose at least, you know, even if Christianity is proven to sort of be wrong, we, you know, we can always fall back on the fact that he was born. I mean, I don't think he was actually born on Christmas Day, but we can just move it and still eat well. So that's nice, isn't it? It's a nice thought. Um, and, oh, lastly, roast potatoes. <laughs> it's funny, it sounds like I'm getting emotional. Maybe I am, I don't even know. Um, but, yeah, roast potatoes, I mean, what else is there to be said about them? For me, I've mentioned a lot here, time, effort, and care. Roast potatoes, they need the time, effort, and care put into them. There's nothing worse than a, than a bad roasty, than an, than an uncared for roasty. But Christmas Day is pretty much a day where you always, um, where you always get care put into them, and they're world class. You know, you you just cannot um, cannot go wrong with a roasting. And again, they're one of the key constituents of the chips, cheese, and gravy trifecta that is one of you know that underlying flavour in the Christmas uh, dinner thing. So. Roasties have to be there. Anyway, my laptop's telling me I can't record anymore because I've been talking for too long. Um, I've been going for 29 minutes and I can only do uh, half an hour. So I'm going to do a bibbidi-bobbidi and I'll do some honourable mentions and I'll be back shortly. Hi, again. I was flying there, but then my laptop ruined it. Thanks. Thanks, Steve Jobs. Um, you know, God rest his soul, it's not his fault. Um, thanks, Tim Cook, your helmet. Um, selection boxes, good. That You know, they get an honourable mention as well. Mulled wine, I'm a big fan of, um, as I'm growing older and decrepit. Um, mulled wine is something I'd recommend. It's very, very seasonal, very Christmassy. Um, selection boxes are great though on Christmas Day. Perfect stocking filler and socks, obviously. Although now I'm a man and I sort of have my own money and I do buy just Maltese and truffle boxes and just eat them all on a day. The sort of the chocolatiness sort of isn't. I feel like I don't need chocolate. Shouldn't be a treat for me, <laughs> but no. Chocolate isn't a treat for me. It's sort of a something I have fairly regularly, probably once every week or so. I'll have a form of chocolate binge, I would have thought. So, yeah. But, yeah, mulled wine is nice as well because it's warm and it's... I don't know. Wine in general is something I've, been, I've gotten into in 2020. What with the lockdown and stuff. I just thought maybe I'll try new things that I can just do in my house. So one of them was the podcast and the other one was drinking wine. And um and I like wine. It it's a it's a very sophisticated drunk. I mean obviously I'm not a sophisticated drunk, but I mean it's kind of like I think I think I get less bloated because it's not fizzy. Um which is quite nice. So there's kind of 
the sickness that would come from it would be a pure alcoholic sickness, which is very nice. Um, you know, it wouldn't be a, uh, it wouldn't be like the sick that you get from Carling where it just kind of, you know, you've got 30 liters of carbon, carbonated air in you and it needs to come out. <laughs> so yeah, um, <laughs> that's gross. So yeah, selection boxes, mulled wine. Um, can't really think of much else really that that needs to be addressed on on the tier list. But um, yeah, I think that's that. Oh yeah, one thing I was going to mention is uh, before we go, because I've been going for a long time now. Um, is I'm thinking of doing a Christmas special. Um. And what I was thinking of doing was, so I, I like to write like on a sort of slightly more serious note, uh, is when I'm not talking complete and utter bollocks into uh, my laptop on its side in my bedroom, um, I actually like to write. So I do things like stories and poems, which to be fair, I mean, the quality of if you were to sort of transfer the quality of this podcast into writing, I think you'd be fairly on the money. So like, it's not great. It's all bollocks basically, but it's, it's kind of, I think it's a niche, there's a niche market for it, which is nice. Um, so yeah, anyway, what I was going to do for the Christmas special was, um, sort of do like, you know, the CBBS thing where, actors like tell stories and you go to bed to it i'm gonna do that but with my stories and poems because obviously copyright so i'm trying to write like a sort of festive story with a couple of characters that i've mentioned on my podcast so um you've got young george and his best friend emily i'm thinking they might be in the the story and then, uh, obviously, there's there's the young man, David, Daniel, Andrew, Jonathan, Bartholomew, Peter, Lewis, Eugene, Angus, Setri. He, I think, might make the cut into the story. Um, and there's, there's some other sort of characters who I don't know if I've mentioned them, but they might get... They might get a call up into the story. But I'm, in, I'm writing it as it stands, and I'm going to probably like you know it's like bedtime stories so um i think i i don't know how i'm gonna do it i might release it on christmas day maybe yeah maybe christmas day maybe another day maybe before maybe christmas eve yeah might do it christmas eve or something i don't know i'm just waffling this stage and i need to finish it so what i'm gonna do today is i'm gonna leave go somewhere, finish off the story or write it properly. And, uh, and then I'm going to have to do a few takes at, uh, you know, speaking the story on the podcast, but that'll be a fun Christmas special. So keep an eye out for that in the next few days. That's obviously going to be a bonus. Uh, I'm not sure what Tuesday. Oh, the next. Yeah. And I guess I'm going to continue to, um, you know, I guess I'm going to continue to do the uh, the standard podcast on Tuesday, which is when I'm supposed to be back in work, I think. But that's okay. 
that'll be a nice little uh, roundup of what I've uh, learned of myself in uh, two weeks of not having a job. Okay, so thanks very much for listening as normal. Um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, as ever, if you can think of a person or a cat or a dog or an insect that might want to listen to the podcast, by all means, share it with them. Um, we can grow this cult um, and we can we can become a power, a true power to rival governments. Um, or maybe just we'll be a nice group of friends and that'd be nice anyway. Uh, and yeah, have a nice couple of days. I'll be back. But if I'm not back for whatever reason, say if I, you know, I'm involved in a tragic accident, then, um, you know, have a lovely Christmas ahead and have a lovely rest of your life as well. Um, and yeah, remember to be kind to yourself, be kind to other people, and I will see you again very soon.